soon. But yeah, the Waterloo thing, I've never heard of this ever in my life. And then it's just one of those things where, like, in the last two, three weeks, I've had, like, six different people talk about it. So is this, like, a brand new thing, or is everyone just hopping on it, like, at once? Like, it's it's been around It really for feels a like while. it came out of nowhere, and it's, like, aggressive. Like, everyone's <laughs> drinking like... it and obsessed with it and bringing it to, like, social events. And I've never heard I'll of it you... before until, like, three, four weeks ago. I think it started with LaCroix. LaCroix is where yeah. everything began, I swear. Is that, is that Propel? Is that Propel? Yeah, see, I go Propel. I go, okay, I'm, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man with simple tastes. Hey, that's okay. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with Propel. Simple Kroger good. store tastes. Yeah, man. Yeah, fancy Waterloo drinks. <laughs> well, I got this from my barber. I didn't even go out and buy it. Well, I guess I bought it since I paid for the haircut. But she was like, you want a water? And I was like, well, you sure. I'll take a bottle of water. They go, we don't have normal water. We have fancy sparkling yeah, water, have, and I was like, oh. We have water that the pores are, don't usually get their That's dirty right. hands on. <laughs> all, <laughs> all you pores aren't allowed to touch All you pores out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, it's good. Everyone Dude. everyone in my life seems to be hopping on board it. I've never been like oh, a man. fizzy water fan, like all that stuff, the LaCroix and the fizzy waters. Yeah. Dude, It's it was something where it's like I used to be – the biggest like soda guy man Same. like in high school Same. dude i would crush them and i was I like would, okay like, crush this a 12 pack in like a day oh yeah dude, we, <laughs> i would, would just would finish one and i'd gone. pick up another one you know? yep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like i got to the point where i was in college and i was doing that and i started started working out starting to get a little more active and i was like man i i, I can't do this my, my body's yeah. gonna shut down on me at some yeah. point it's just not gonna happen because i'm not hydrated so yeah. I was like, well, what what can I switch to? Because it's not the sweetness that I crave; it's just the fizziness. So I switched. Really? Yeah. I do. I do like the, guess the generic Trader Joe's brand, <laughs> fizzy water, whatever it is. <laughs> the Trader um, the Trader Joe's is, the, is they always have the best stuff. That's what I'm saying. Man. They always have like their brand. Home. They're a little like you can never remember the name of it. <laughs> yeah. That, no. Brand it's stuff, yeah. It's yeah. always just like. Trader Joe's something or another. And then they have very select products where it's not the Trader Joe's brand, but everything else yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love I love I love the Joe's. Big fan of the Joe's. Is it close to you? You live close to it? Not really, no. No. Uh, but I will like once a month I go and like stock up on some of the stuff. The best ever and you I got you've got to do it. Is the uh they have a one spice and I put this spice in everything. It's called like the Green Goddess spice or something. I've seen that. It's amazing. I put it in everything. Is it? I put it like on steak. I put it on chicken. I put it like in. What's the base it with, of it? I mix it with like mac and cheese and stuff. It's just like a blend <laughs> of spices. It's like salt, pepper, oregano, onion, garlic, maybe it's a bunch of other some, oh, a bunch wow. of other stuff. It's like a combination of a bunch of spices and just whatever it is. It's just like it's heaven. It's just the best spice, Dude, the best universal sounds... spice for any food. <laughs> Yeah. Sean, you're gonna you're gonna make it up to heaven, and God's gonna like, can't <laughs> You did find the secret. Found <laughs> <laughs> the secret. We got this stash here for you. You've been building it up for your whole life. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, Sean, sorry, but there's uh, you don't have any treasure stored up here. You uh, indulge yourself. <laughs> you indulge yourself a little too much. <laughs> too much earthly <laughs> earthly treasure down there. You uh, finished it a little too fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> oh man well hey i i don't i don't see it up no under oh there it is i see no, it i yeah. see it i see it i see it yep yep we're just we're just 
We're kind of slow over here. There we go. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Up. I think oh, it's I, up. It's up on it's yeah, yeah, streaming on Twitch. I got my. I always have one viewer on Twitch. It's kind of creepy and kind of funny. Dude, that's, okay, that's, it's kind of my running joke is like that's probably like where the like the fbi handler that's assigned to like watch that's your fbi streams. agent i think he's, he's that right one there, viewer on twitch always so i always have one viewer Dude. on twitch i usually log in and check and it'll say two <laughs> so i have like, two oh, viewers one, one of them me double checking that my stream works and then that you know I take right that right but i always well, just have you know, one viewer like really really randomly i'll have zero or sometimes i'll have three or four yeah, it's always right. just one rocking. Well, here Twitch. I'll go. I'll go feed this into my <laughs> Twitch stream too, because I I stream on Twitch sometimes, and uh, I have the same thing. Except for my stuff's all about cybersecurity. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk? And about I'm that? not because that is what I wanted to. Uh, have, yep. Ask you about. Early. We can. Yeah, man. We we can talk about cybersecurity. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not signed in, and I just because I work in cybersecurity, as you would expect, the stereotype, I have 40 million steps to sign into my yeah. account, so I'm not going to do that now. Wait, what? You're was, supposed to protect your... <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? You're, you're not just supposed yeah, to have man. the same password for everything and keep everything oh, locked yeah. in? Uh... <laughs> Let all my devices not memorize me. my... <laughs> Dude, let me tell you my password for my bank account. It's 7R squared, uppercase Q. Yeah, all this... No, I don't keep that in my brain. Come on, guys. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll just, we'll jump into a little bit about me. Um, if I guess for those that aren't familiar, um, so my name is Wayne Parks, Sean and I, we met at the way, I guess it was right. Or no, it was at the gym originally, originally yeah. it's at the gym. And then we found out that we went to the same Bible study and we just had to cross paths. So <laughs> it was one of those um, moments where I'm like, you look familiar. And like, I think right, both of right. us, right. We were like, you kind of look familiar. I think we might've met, maybe we didn't. And it was like. Oh yeah, duh. That was our Bible. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I swear. And, and then you have Q it's over here. It's like all go happy. Q is the middleman between this whole conversation. You hear it's like yeah. Sean comes up. He's a super happy guy. I'm like, man, I'm already vibing with this dude. I got to get to know this guy. I like this energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so same, anyway, so same. we met uh, through mutual friend at the gym. At the gym, we go to the same Bible study. Um, I work in cybersecurity. It's my full time job. So I am. <laughs> don't, those of you out there, don't take it this way. My job title is a penetration tester. And basically what that, I know it sounds funny. Yeah, um, yikes. Basically what that is. Explain that. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> don't take it out of context. No, the, the UFI agents go crazy over there. It's like, yeah. hold on a minute. That's my last um, strike on YouTube right there. That, that, that finally we're done. Yeah. We're done. I shot it for you. <laughs> um, so essentially what it is is I, I test security for companies. So we test if we can actually penetrate into someone's network or break into their computers and devices and how we can really do that. Not only on the software front, but on the physical security front and uh, also through socially engineering people. So we'll call it at like word, the Nigerian prince asking really? for money, <laughs> asking for, for money to be wired to his bank account. That's hilarious. Fresh out. Do um, you put on the accent? So, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's canceled. I could probably get somebody. I could get somebody that could. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's it's a pretty serious thing, man. We'll whenever we do this stuff, like we go pretty hardcore all out. So whenever it comes to the physical security stuff, dude, we've got <laughs> we've we've got some stories, man. Of like we we've had banks as clients in the past where we were able to get past the bank tellers into the back where the vault is like all this stuff you know i can't say who it is or when it was but i can just tell stories so it's up to you if you believe them or not but yeah um 
you know we we have guys that this is their this is their craft man it's their this is their bread and butter right here and <laughs> whatever i say i've never seen someone go so hard on a telephone call before with ambient noise in the background with babies crying a fake car crash uh like a fire alarm you name it like we will just try and do everything to trick the human psyche um right. to get into whatever we're trying to do and so that's my job. Um, I do that for a living. I do it through a company as a contractor legally, not illegally. We need to clarify this. This is all legal. If, if this wasn't under contract, we'd be sitting behind bars for a minimum of 20 years, I think it is, in Tennessee. Really? Um, like I doing think, those I think scams? Like hacking? Doing the hacking, really. Hacking. Because cybersecurity, it's such a... Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, so the money scams are, for the are serious, time, but the hacking is more serious? the hacking's more serious so imagine like i'm <laughs> so imagine like let's just let's take two comparisons right and on just on severity here so you have on one side you have someone who's on the street corner trying to get you to buy their product that's really just from china and they're making it seem like it's such a premium thing that they made in their backyard with their own hands and it's going to serve you such great purpose and that you pay them yeah. and you just totally get scammed right or would you be more worried about the guy who's scoping out the outside of your house, figuring out the best way to get into it, who's gonna go in there where your family is late at night while you all are sleeping and could possibly cause you harm or your family harm, right? Yeah. So it's the actual portion of hacking, which is what that house analogy refers to, that's the more dangerous half of that stuff. Because once I get into a to a company's account, right, you know, I then have access to a lot of information that I shouldn't have access to. So uh, you know, the goal is to get in first. And once you're in, then to see how far can you get once you're in? How far can you peel back oh. the onion before you have control over everything? And uh, the sad reality is that it's a lot easier than most people think, which is why we do what we do. You know, we do this stuff. We provide the company a report. We say, hey, here's what we saw. Here's how to fix it. And that's the most important thing. The most valuable thing about my job is, that, you know, that's the gratification. It's like I'm actually helping someone get better before something really bad happens. Um, so that's what I do. And then on the side, I have a couple of the podcasts and things, uh, uh, sounds a lot like along the lines of what Sean does too. Yeah. We have, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> man. Of, yeah. How, how quickly would it take you to just hack into my computer right now and like post my search history for everyone to see? Okay. Well, you want to find it? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a new car right now. Let's go, Sean. No, yeah, could you no, do that? Could you like right now just like go through Zoom or like hack so, me right now? Um, I'm not going to speak to going through Zoom because there's no <laughs> contractual guideline there. I mean, I, a, I actually, a, a quote unquote, a uh, streaming website program, streaming maybe similar platform, to Zoom or Skype or something like along those lines. So there are, there are, I think Zoom, Zoom has actually fixed a lot of their stuff back in COVID. Was it back in COVID that Zoom was popping off and they had started yeah. up and yeah, they were having new. a lot of issues. Like everyone really hopped on Zoom when it, I think before it was right. Skype, everyone was on Skype and then that's right. Zoom kind that's of right. That's right. During, yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. So Zoom was a thing whenever COVID was going on and they had a lot of issues. They had a ton yeah. of issues with stuff like that. Right. You know, they weren't taking their their security serious enough because they blew up so fast. They didn't have time to scale all their security or anything else. They just, you know, boom, all the schools are using them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah what do we do? So 
their resolution to that was purchasing a security company, which then they integrated all their security oh. measures into the into the company. So technically, yes, you you could do it if you hack into Zoom, because Zoom is the one that holds your IP address. Um, we're not actually directly connected. We're connected over a Zoom server. So I would have to get into that server, which is one of <laughs> I don't even know how many. <laughs> it would be random yeah. chance at that point. Um, well, actually, you can find out the IP address of that server, but there are probably a bunch of other servers inside that one server. Um, but you're saying so the likelihood of doing that, yeah, there's there's a <laughs> chance. There's a slight chance. Um, it is it is possible. It is possible. Um, you know, if I sent you a link on my computer, uh, you know, we'll do this for clients. Like, we'll send a link in an email, a phishing email, as we like to call it. You know, it's the fake emails you get all the time. You have a virus. You click, click on, on this link, link and, or else right, you're exactly. Right <laughs> with, with like the Windows. 2010 pop up on it. <laughs> you're like, dude, this looks yeah. like 19. It looks so old. But anyway, so like, we'll do that. And behind that link can sit a whole plethora of stuff. Really just depends on what's kind of what, what the person wants to do. But I can drop something on that link where whenever you click on it, it automatically downloads to your computer. And then boom, I just have access immediately like that. Um, right. It just, it, it really just depends on what it is. Now, something like that, you've got to have someone that's actually actively interfacing with with the email and watching it most oh, of the yeah. time people yeah. are not doing that most of the time it's just automated robots that are sending this stuff out and they're not they just want your username and password that's it they don't care about anything else um now if you were if you were a threat to society or another nation that's a different story yeah yeah there's there's yeah. a different story in that one and you wouldn't know that they are tracking you i'll say that yeah. um you know, like I said, there. I don't know, but I know things. they're tracking yeah. me. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. I don't know and that we they know are, what but you know. kind of know. know, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we have a lot of, as far as Homeland Security goes, we have a lot of measures in place to kind of watch for malicious, odd stuff that happens, um, which, you know, that's a very controversial topic amongst a lot of people. It's like, well, where's, where's the privacy on the internet go? Like, where what happened to all this? And it's like, it's it's kind of, it's a two-edged sword right you know if you get yeah. if you enforce privacy all the way and nobody can see anything that's that's obviously that's idealistic right but then you have all these terrorist organizations all these third-party bad actors that now can communicate freely and they can just grow their organizations like crazy we won't have any kind of intel on who's doing what where when um but then on the other side if you let everybody see everything then it's like well, we literally can't see any of our own stuff now. So I, I think the biggest realization that people typically have is that, you know, well, I don't want the government watching me. I want to get rid of my browser. I want to get rid of all this stuff. Well, here's the thing. If you're watching this right now and you're on YouTube or you're on Twitch or you have an Instagram or a Facebook or a Snapchat, anything social media related, and it is based in the U.S., I'm not saying that this is necessarily true. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> but they're definitely, they are spy platforms in a sense. Yeah. The data you can grab off of these apps is ridiculous. And the marketing data, TikTok, for example. Oh, don't even get me started yeah. on TikTok. Oh my gosh. I love that argument where everyone's Dude. like scared of TikTok because it's like the Chinese are spying on us. And it's like, 
What about all the other apps where the U.S. is spying on you? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's What's actually like, more yeah, of a threat, like yeah, China right. way over there or like exactly. your own government that has they could actually <laughs> imprison you and actually oh my gosh. cause you harm? Well, I, I'd rather pick a fight with the U.S. gov than the Chinese government like, any day, though. Who, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, who cares what the Chinese, like, oh, the Chinese know what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come and get me. Like, what are yeah. you going to put me in jail or something? China? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, Unless I'm going to China. I don't know if I should be worried about that. How about the U.S., though? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the thing. They could find that's me and imprison me. And, you know, I don't know. That's the crazy like part. Much, much bigger is that China owns way more of the U.S. than most people know. Oh, yeah. They can do yeah. a lot more than most people know. And China is actually a really big influence on the backside that nobody sees. And, you know, there, there's a lot that happens behind closed doors that they're coming for me by the way they're coming for us they're coming for we're talking about <laughs> it now they're coming for us he knows he knows yeah he knows send a fire truck you won't, you won't expect it if it's a fire truck <laughs> send, send the feds in fire truck uniforms <laughs> oh my gosh yeah man like the ccp's crazy you don't Every government, big government itself, just period, even just throughout history, it's always a scary thing, right? You never want to yeah. get to that period because, you know, whenever one side has too much control, especially whenever it comes to government, um, it opens up a lot of bad doors. You know, I think there's a good balance that can be had between the two. Um, I think, I think there's just a lot that's happened in the past century, <laughs> really century, um, that's kind of led to where we are today, to where we have this massive feud between government and people, not only in the U.S., but globally. You know, you can look out and just see it everywhere. And uh, it's 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 crazy. And a lot of those drivers, in my opinion, and for a lot of it is social media. You know, social media is a mass propaganda marketing machine. Yeah. So, you know, governments can push whatever they want or they can hide whatever they want at any time that they want. Because um, all you got to do is just go to CEO of a company and say, hey, if you don't, if you don't delete this, I'm just gonna throw you in jail yeah. for human trafficking violation. And it's like, yo, what? <laughs> so I mean, you see, you see that with Andrew Tate right now. I, I don't know if you're a fan of Andrew Tate or not, but um, man has said a lot of stuff. Man top. has been, per, yeah, for the tater tot right Am I there. A tater <laughs> <laughs> but he's he has said a lot of stuff very prophetically that's going to happen to him before it happens and he called it like i think probably a good 10 8 to 10 years before anything started happening and uh you know tate tate's one he's fighting it <laughs> dude is dude is fighting it right now so i'm not saying i agree with everything that tate says i'm just saying that right, he right. um he's just he's called a lot of things that have happened and honestly being on the on the half of things that you know uh, can be seen you know in my own opinion i'm speaking for myself I agree with a lot of stuff he says about the stuff that happens personally um, yeah. on the back end as far as the dark rings go. Because, I mean, most people don't understand that underground world. So, oh, man, dude. Well, I think, man. too, as Americans, so obviously like they're trying to set up a global government. And I just right. think no matter what, you're never <laughs> – everyone's tried that and it fails. You get too big, it all falls apart, you know. The Roman yeah. Empire tried to establish a global empire – Persians, the you know everyone yeah. tries to just control the world and it always fails. 
from the Tower of Babel <laughs> on yep, to whatever yeah. they whatever happens a thousand years from now, whatever the empire is called, you know. But um, I think in America, we're we're currently experiencing, in my opinion, the fall of the greatest, biggest empire of all time. And what happens in the fall of empires is they get really desperate. Like the people in charge, the elites, the people who've like benefited and yeah. profited and are in power, that power's slipping away from their grasp. And yep. so they get desperate and they start breaking rules and taking risks and doing you know, like kind of abandoning what, what made them who they are in the first place. Like this country, our empire became big and strong because we were like pretty free and pretty based right. on like a moral law. You know, it was based on like Christian law for the most part with like an actual justice system. And now we're seeing all that erode away because they're like so desperately just trying to cling to power that whatever stands yep. in the way of that is just being thrown away, eroded away, disregarded, rewritten. You know, laws on top of laws yeah. that disregard the original laws. But we're seeing that. We're seeing, like, the fall of this empire and therefore, like, the desperation of the people in charge trying to, like, cling to it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're all just, people like you and me are just, like, dudes in it. We're just kind of caught up. We're in just it. like, yo. Trying to navigate the storm around <laughs> us, you know? Like, how do I just be Christian? Like, we were saying off stream, how do I just be, like, righteously masculine? I just want, like, right. a family and friends and community and just live you know, be on mission for God, right? Like spread the gospel, have a family, provide and protect for them. Like be a, be a valuable member of my community, help people, you know, love others, serve others. Straight up. Straight and we have up, to just man. also at the same time, like navigate the collapse of <laughs> the, the collapse of society. As we know it. <laughs> the closest thing that, we, that has this world in at least in recorded history has ever come to a global empire. And it's falling yeah. apart right now. And it's like... Eesh, dude, I thought the that, next hundred years I thought it was gonna be funny. like, you know, dude, and they're having a World Economic Forum meeting, and Elon Musk hops up on the big screen, and he's like, "Yo, y'all shouldn't do this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight no, up yeah. told him, he's like, "Yo, y'all, this is a bad idea." <laughs> it's a funny like, meme oh, that was like, uh, "What if everyone got together every every year to determine the fate of?" Uh, Davos because <laughs> so Davos is like a, a collection of all the powerful people in the world and they meet up to yep. determine the fate of the poppy of the people you know the future exactly. of the planet yep. they're gonna it's like well what if exactly. all the people got together <laughs> every year <laughs> and got together to determine the fate of all the people all the elites you know Dude, they I, swear. Might, I think that's kind of happening I think we're kind of Dude. seeing like a soft version of the French Revolution where the people are finally like kind of noticing what's going on and kind of resisting and not going along and the elites i think are getting real scared about you know yeah in the past it was guillotines and, no and nooses or whatever that people would you know mobs would react violently overreact and overthrow their rulers i don't know if it's necessarily gonna be like that outwardly gruesome but it's gonna be something people are gonna right. get mad at what's going on and figure out what's going on and re overreact to it I just oh, want it yeah. to be like less violent. I'd rather it be like a hacking war, <laughs> like we're, stealing, so we're stealing stuff. Yeah. You know, not we're, like... we're already in the middle of that right now. We're opening up about. We have about forty-five. This okay? I can, actually, I can't say that. We we have a lot of cases open right now with other nation states at the moment for stealing international property, like oh, consistently yeah, just good. trying to get into things. Like healthcare systems under attack, infrastructure is under attack. Like you name it. We're in the middle of that. That's been happening for the past three or so years. I agree with you, though, Sean. You know, I think we're we're definitely seeing a time where people are waking up and realizing and 
you know, if, if you really just take a step back, like I challenge you, if you're watching this, you're thinking about this, just like remove your opinions from what you think of what's going on in the world and just try and take a step back, a third person perspective of everything that's going on, like a neutral perspective, truthfully neutral perspective and read articles, read things. I don't care if you like or don't like Fox or CNN or whatever, but get both sides. You need to get both sides of what's going on. And just, just, just think about which one sounds a little more realistic <laughs> or accurate. It makes more logical yeah. sense. Cause I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like you can look around, I can look around and I'm like, this doesn't, something's not right. Something's just not right here. And the more people I talk to, obviously it helps cause you know, we are in a portion of the country where everybody seems to kind of know what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. There are definitely other areas that are not seeing the same kind of thing, yeah. but there's also, you know, I, I don't want to bring up the super controversial topic, but there's a reason why, you know, so many people are buying guns right now. There are a lot of people yeah. that are stocking up on ammo and a lot of other things because people are afraid. Accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are afraid that something's yeah. going to happen and I don't blame them. I mean, it's, it's just building. I mean, you yeah. look and see what's going on and we don't really know what's going on. That's the issue. Nobody yeah. knows what's happening. Yeah. You know, history, history does repeat itself. You know what? Through the times whenever these empires fall, you know who always prevails? Big guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> He's always yeah. coming into the rescue. But, um, you know, it, it's crazy to think about how if you look back at history and you really just kind of study history, which, by the way, they tried to erase history, too. Oh, yeah, um, all the time, yeah. The one thing you can't and has never been gotten rid of throughout the time of history period is the Holy Bible. That yeah. is the one written work that has sustained everything. Yeah. So no matter what's happening in the world, no matter the graciousness and the pandemonium that we're going through, you can't get rid of the Bible. Yeah. It won't go away. God is here forever. He's real. He's not leaving. He... He made everything here. So, I mean, like, right. yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not just going to ditch you guys. I think he's in control, right? <laughs> as much as we, like, tend to, like, not believe that at times or think that's impossible. Right. It's kind of like we kind of forget that, like, oh, yeah, he's in control of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that evil out there, oh, yeah. like, is, that you know, the enemy intends to do. God uses it for something good in the end. But, like. We, yep. our fallible little human brains and <laughs> selves, get so caught up in the now and get so caught up in right. like, it's the end. This is, nothing could get worse. This is horrible. This is awful and evil. Oh, okay. It was this. Right. It was all happening so that this good thing. thing could happen, you know? Right. We kind of don't see that bigger picture usually, that long-term payoff. We think in the moment, well, I'm being hurt. I don't like this. <laughs> Dude, no, I mean it's, it's, it's all me, me, me. You know, not bigger picture, bigger plan. You know, right? Well, so that's a perfect segue into something I want to talk about. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we were actually talking about something last night in our other podcast that, that we do, and um, we were talking a lot about how to be bold and cancel culture. So, like in social media and whatnot, because two of the guys on the podcast, they both—that's their thing. That's what they do, right? Um, you know, it's a Christian-based podcast. We're all Christian. We all believe the same things. We're all followers. We're all on fire for God, right? And, you know, the one thing that I feel like social media really hijacks the most about religion is when people get on there and they start to kind of preach the word and it becomes more about me rather than he. And it's like, you can tell the change, not not necessarily the change of tense, but, you know, there's a good movie that just came out called Jesus Revolution. 
And yeah. this this same concept kind of happens because he's, you know, he's preaching, he's preaching, all these people are following him, like it's this great thing, miracles are happening, and then it just turns into a this is a thing about me now and not about God. The glory is coming to me and not to him. And we see so much of that right now. And so it's like, how do you how do you stay humble enough? How do you find refuge in him? to really sustain you through that because we're all just trying we're all just trying to do the right thing right and wh whether you start in the right place or not but how do you stay humble enough and remind yourself of you know this isn't i'm not the reason why i'm here like i obviously i put in the work because god won't do the work for you but the work isn't to glorify me it's to glorify him how do you stay humble on that topic man <laughs> that's hard yeah it's like the hardest <laughs> <laughs> yeah man dude it's it's tough it's a tough thing man but and yeah the problem so... is like when you finally are like you're like once you finally start doing a good job of that then you have to start fighting that like i'm doing such a good job of this yeah dude yeah like, I'm doing a great job. People love what i'm doing <laughs> like ah I had that because, you, you know, it's one of the sins I battle is like pride and ego, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh man, like I did such a good job. And then it's like, oh, I'm being very prideful. Okay, let me work on that. And then it's, like, right. it's like, man, I've done, you know, after a few weeks, you're like, I've been doing such a good job in my faith walk, like not being so prideful. Man, I'm doing yeah, such dude. a good. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you start yeah, and creeping then... back into like losing all that <laughs> progress. Right. Man, me, Just look at how swear. good I am, you know? So you really That's have to just works, like. Man. I've just learned to just, when you catch yourself saying me and I, just stop, pause, and reframe it to be, thanks be to God, this happened. Amen. You know, yeah, like my body and myself is doing it, but like, thanks be to God, I'm overcoming my issue with pride. Not, yes, I'm sir. doing such a good job of overcoming my pride. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, it's hard. True. It's so it's hard. True. Like, even again, yeah. when you're doing a good job of it, even, you know, it's like, that's, it's so difficult. Yeah, man. Well, doing, this, like doing podcasts and doing stuff where people are like, oh man, thanks for that stream. That was awesome. And it's, you got to like catch yourself and be like, praise be to God for that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh yeah, you're welcome. I'm so great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I could help you, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a constant it's, battle. It's definitely, it's definitely a, a feeling that you got to fight. And I mean, you know why you can still say, you know, you're welcome. It's also important to remind the person who's telling you that of like, you know, I, this isn't a thing without him. Like this is yeah. all because of him. There's a reason why you were brought to this. There's a reason why you watched this yeah. episode. There's a reason why this is yeah. happening and why, you know, he, I'm just, he's just using me. He's just working through me right now. I'm just letting him do that. Yeah. So I want to give all glory to him, you know, but I just want to clarify. This is, this is Sean's podcast. I'm not going to sit here and keep on plugging my <laughs> podcast. The questions no, that we no, talked about. No, plug away. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, in, way, I'm really enjoying it. So it's yeah. called uh, I love, Small Talk Sunday? That's the one you're Yeah, it's called Small Talk to. Sunday, yeah. Small Talk Sunday. But, yeah. but seriously, like, I don't, I, I keep on talking about, I'm not going to reference that anymore because we need to focus on yours because we've got important no. things to talk about, Sean, and we have been having great conversation. <laughs> and if you can tell, I get fired up about these conversations. I love them. No, I love no. them. We can move on. But yeah, I do, like, like plug your stuff. It's, it's uh, Small Talk Sunday. It's Instagram only, right? For those? Yeah. It's Instagram and YouTube right now. Um, we will. So I'm actually setting up the whole Spotify, Google podcast, all that yeah, kind of yeah. back end stuff. Uh, that, that takes a while to get that set up. I have it for my other podcasts, but I'm trying to shut that one down and start this one up. So it's yeah. long story short. Long story short, it will be on there soon. But yes, yeah. Small Talk Sunday. That's 
that's us. And it's so. Hacker Hub Podcast. Yeah, that's the one that's getting shut down. <laughs> I have that's not okay. added to that. I just, you know, with how much, with working the full-time cybersecurity job, and I still do stuff on the side with cybersecurity. Um, it's just adding the podcast and newsletter on top of that. Whenever I started Small Talk Sunday and that started to kind of gain some traction, I was like, okay, well, I feel like I'm being called to do this rather than this. So I'm just going to be obedient and start and, you know, focus more on Small Talk rather than the Hacker Hub stuff, which I find great joy in Hacker Hub and I find great joy in cybersecurity because that's yeah. one of my passions. Yeah. But it's one of those things where whenever you're walking in faith and you're really trying to listen to what he's saying, it there sometimes where it's like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. So I'm going to stop doing it and just being obedient and stopping it rather than continuing to push forward through something. Now, that being said, you're still going to hit hard days. You're still going to have tough days. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being called more towards the other way of small talk and uh, just some of the messages that we've received from people um, about it. The feedback's been really good. So, um, awesome. you know, all, all thanks to him uh, for giving the opportunity to us because I, I raised the question to my guys one day. I was like, guys, I, I always talk about cybersecurity. I, I feel like I don't need to talk about this anymore. I talk about it so much. I'm tired of talking about computers. Let's talk about something different, yeah. something that applies to people. And so just like what you talk about, we talk about very similar stuff too. And, you know, this is, this is definitely something that's lacking in this world right now. And, uh, a lot of guys are confused and a lot of people are in really weird places where they may feel like they're, you know, on their own and what they believe. And just, yeah. just having the reminder of like, you're not alone, buddy. Like we're, we're here, <laughs> we're here. Um, you know, we're just a bunch of imperfect people trying to chase a perfect God. So. I just heard just today, earlier today, it was like, um, out of all the churches in America, 70%, only 70%, um, or no, is it backwards? 30% of churches in America actually adhere to the Bible. Yep. Like they don't deny some stuff. They actually say this is in the Bible. Therefore we believe it. It's the truth. It's only 30% yep. of Christian churches in America say that, claim that when asked, you know? That's not even like on their own, like scheming and <laughs> no, it's true. Out of that 30%, only 2% total, not 2% of the 30, but 2% total say that they actually preach that. No. So we have 2% of the Christian churches in America that actually believe in the Bible and preach the Bible to its fullest. And the rest, oh. the reason why they don't do it is they're scared. They're scared of the blowback. They're scared of losing their followers and their money and their status they're scared of being yeah. canceled and censored like they're scared you know and that's yeah. insane to me <laughs> no it also it's makes crazy. sense it makes sense like if you're a worldly person and yeah you can call yourself a christian you could even like be deceiving yourself and believing you're a christian and just kind of like pick and choose the bible pick and choose yep. what you like and disregard what you don't like you know Make a gospel that fits yourself, that strokes your own ego. <laughs> just fit yourself, yeah. <laughs> Go get your Gucci, your Balenciaga stuff. No. Yeah. And then <laughs> even the ones who like truly authentically believe it. I mean, only a small percentage of them are willing to like go out and publicly state it, which right. is insane and crazy, you know? But then you like have so many people like in real life. I mean, I'm sure you run into them. I run into them all the time, even online in real life that are like, where are the churches? Like I keep church hopping yep. and like, oh, I went to this church for a while. And then the, all that, you know, 
I realized they're really wolves in sheep's clothing or, you know, I just really realized they weren't preaching the correct gospel or something was off. And so, like, where are these churches? It really is a very small percent, like 2% of the churches are actually, like, living the Bible out and preaching it out, you know, being on mission correctly for for his his kingdom to be built. But um, the more that, okay, like... And the reason I brought this all up is because, like, okay, it's easy to point and say, like, oh, churches, they're so bad. Oh, churches. Man, they need to... <laughs> it's like, yeah, point it and blame it on the church. Complain <laughs> about the churches, the churches, the churches, or we could do something about it. Or right. I could do, I could be the change I want to see in the world. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple hundred people that watch my podcast. I'm not like some big famous guy or whatever, but that's a couple hundred people that are going to hear the, hear the gospel boldly proclaimed by a man. You yep. know, and then that's a hundred people that are going to know like, oh, there's others like me out there. Like when they look around and they see yeah. their broken churches or their communities that are afraid to preach the gospel or publicly state it, at least they'll see someone like you or someone like me and know that we're out there. Know that we're, we're actually here. trying to make a change. We're a yeah. drop in the bucket, but hey, at least we're one drop being added to the bucket, you know? Right. So yeah, like a, like, yeah, churches are not doing the greatest in america right now right and we can sit here and complain about it all we want or like we could just be the change and you don't even have to have a podcast you as a person watching or listening to this out there can just boldly proclaim the gospel at your at your workplace in your family in your community you know in your church that you complain about you know just be that change even if it's two people one person 30 people 100 people you know you don't need a Amen. church in order to like preach the gospel, you know? So yeah, the small talk Sunday, man. I love that. I love that you're like taking it more seriously. It's going time on full it. circle here because that's awesome. And it is it, like truly no. is awesome. Like inspiring, well, awesome. And it's going to be like really actually helping people and well, helping that's why you're fill doing that your thing void, too, Sean. You know? That's why you're doing your thing too. And yeah. that's why like, dude, we're just out here trying to, we're just out here trying to, yeah. to spread the word, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, possible, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, now that you say that, you know, I, I definitely for probably the past three months or so, like I was kind of doing my own kind of like Christian discipleship, following the Lord kind of thing. Didn't really go to church, um, because the church I was at, I didn't just some stuff was happening and I just, I didn't agree with it and it just didn't really hit me quite right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's because of that reasoning. You know, I've, I've found that whenever I go to a church and I, I was church hopping the past three months you know, I tried a bunch of different places and I found that whenever I can find someone who's preaching, but not, you know, I don't like it whenever someone's up there preaching and they're just saying things and they're not backing anything up with contextual yeah. evidence at all. Yeah. I've, I've got to have you reference things and like, I need some verses, man. I don't need like a sermon. that's like nothing but verses. There's there's a fine line of too many because we got to apply it to real life somehow. But like, you know, I found a church um, two weekends ago through one of a friend group that I'm in. And uh, I went and I tried it out and I was like, Oh my gosh, one, these people are on fire for God. And two, their sermons are applicable we're talking about how the Bible applies in real life and how we can actually use it and based off of the Bible, not just based off of what you think it says, right. but based off of what it says. A personal anecdote you know? or a sto- story exactly. of my, my life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it's, 
whenever you find a place like that, if you're chasing something like that, or you feel like you're being called to find a place like that, just keep on looking. It took me three months to find it. Maybe a lot shorter for you. It may be a little bit longer for you, but I promise you, God's going to keep on pulling you in that direction to find you because that's all he wants. He just wants to have a relationship with you and you just got to be willing to have that with him. And once you start to have that relationship with him, he's going to show you where the water is. He's going to yeah. take you to the water. It's oh, yeah. your choice if you want to drink it or not. So, <clears throat> dude, I love what you're doing, Sean. Whenever you said, hey, man, I've got a podcast. If you want to come on, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing this again? Oh, man, almost three years. Three oh, and a half wow. years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dude, I've been awesome. doing podcasts before when I was still in my fallen state. So I was a... Um, I've ever told you, but my whole life I was just a born and raised non-believer. I was like right. an atheist, like total non-believer. Yeah, I thought Christians were stupid. I thought God was didn't exist. You know, maybe right, God man. exists, but He didn't care. He's like some alien right. up there that like is running. Why didn't He help me? Whatever I did, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like oh, there yeah. can't be a God because evil exists. So there can't be a God because my life's not amazing. You know, right? The, exactly, the stereotypical, exactly. prototypical, like. Not cringe. Yeah. Like now that I look back, it's like so cringe how I believe this stuff. You're like, you know? ooh, flashbacks. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in my fallen state, I used to do like comedy podcasts. And I would like interview yeah. artists and stuff. And I had like a whole network of podcasts out in LA and San Diego. And so like, I was pretty good. I was pretty funny. I was controversial and funny and shocking and, you know, getting really good at it. And then I encountered Christ. And that's a whole story. My whole testimony is all over my channel. If you got out there want to hear about it if you want to hear about it i won't waste this podcast <laughs> restating it all but the long story yeah. short is like so I, you know after being born again i was like okay I'm, well obviously i'm not doing any of that anymore but i kind of felt god just called me to just keep like documenting my journey and then it yep. just has been like there's reasons for it like the right people seem to like stumble upon the right stream at the right time and kind of reach out to me and it's like yeah i'm not rich and famous because of podcasting but i keep like getting the right people in my life coming with like questions and it's just yep. been almost like a nice like um i like to always use the metaphor of the lighthouse shining the light out into the darkness and just letting whoever wants the light to just come into the harbor and this has just been a perfect chance to do that and then f have people find the streams and then come message me in dms or send me like handwritten notes to my p.o box and stuff so i've started like a right, lot man. of like i've been, been discipling people and fellowshipping with people just because of this um, so that's kind of really the purpose of it all. <laughs> well, dude, that's a great story too, though. You know, you know, you have the credibility because you were already podcasting before. So I mean, you not not saying those people have left you, but like, you know what you're doing as far as podcasting goes, right? Like, you're not new to podcasting, right? But also, you know, that God works in weird ways. He works in mysterious ways. Of yeah. like, He got you into this space via that, and yeah. He redirected you into this, to where right. you can take yeah. the skill sets you learned there and reapply them here, right? Yeah. And you know, whenever, whenever this stuff kind of happens, you know, <clears throat> especially whenever it comes to like preaching this kind of stuff, and I'm not even going to say that I preach per se. I just say what I believe. Yeah. And uh, proclaim. You know, a lot of. The, what, what, yeah, we, we proclaim, there, we proclaim the word. There it is. There it is. There it is. And um, you know, you don't you don't ever have to be anybody that's super famous. You don't ever have to be anybody that's got all this money or got all this fame or all this. Other, that's the very worldly things. You know, that's not how right. God works. 
Most of the time, he doesn't reside in those who possess those things because they're so infatuated with those things. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he resides in everybody, but like he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like he won't really show himself a whole lot through them because they're not focused on being or walking with him. Does that that make sense? Oh, yeah. I know, I know what I'm thinking. I don't know if it's getting conveyed correctly, (laughs) but I think it is. I think it is. Um, And that's the but topic honestly, I've touched on is the, the phrase I like to use is safety and stuff. Safety and stuff. And that okay. just, that, yes. th- those things lead you away from God. Yep. And so when you like idolize or worship or desire safety and stuff, you got to kind of check. <laughs> Especially right. as Christians, exactly. you really have to hit pause on yourself because the Bible yeah. time and time again shows examples. And then history just shows whenever you get infatuated with your safety your physical, earthly, temporary life and the stuff that you have in it, it's going to lead you away from God and towards yourself. And I've touched on it on different streams where I talked about like cities versus like the country kind of like cities kind of are just in the embodiment of like a collection of people obsessed with safety and stuff. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean everyone in a city is like godless, but it really (laughs) makes an environment of godlessness. It really makes it because you start relying on yourself or other people for your safety yep. and for your stuff, you know? And God almost becomes a threat to that. <laughs> like yeah. living righteously yeah, almost dude. becomes a threat to like your pleasures and your comforts, you know? Um, yeah. And just, you know, throughout the Bible, we see just that always, the people who reject that are often the ones who are blessed, ironically. <laughs> no, <laughs> And the ones who indulge true. in that, like the rich young ruler, you know? The rich young ruler, you know? A man who embodied yep. safety and stuff. And Jesus is like, are you willing to abandon that and just follow me? And he couldn't. He walked away sad, you know. He yep. couldn't let go of his of his status and his protection and his, his riches, his earthly possessions. And he suffered yep. greatly because of it, you know. Just facts, man. You're dropping bombs over here, Sean. <laughs> dropping bombs, man. It's true, though. And I mean, you know, it's... I, I completely understand the safety and stuff too, because it's like, you know, that's, those are the tangible things that we can actually hold and see, you know, if yeah, we could see yeah. God, I don't think, I, I feel like our brains would just implode because they wouldn't be able to right. handle what's happening in front of us is such not a natural thing that we know God, you know, for God to be God, he has to do supernatural things that don't normally happen. Right. And, you know, taking refuge in him is the best thing you can do to walk that kind of path, right? You know, you have a bad day, say, hey God, you know, I know I had a bad day, man. I know you're watching out for me. Help me understand why this stuff happened today. What's going, what are you trying to teach me? Cause there's all, there's always a lesson that's trying to be taught. What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? And you know, what can, what can I do better? Like, what can I do to help fulfill your will in my life? Um, <clears throat> also too, I don't feel like, in my own opinion, and I, I don't feel like it's bad to have goals for things you may want or things you can do. You just got to understand that they're not everlasting. They're not forever. Whatever you earn is going to be left here, and people aren't going to remember you for the car that you had. They're not going to remember you for the money you made. They're going to remember for how you impacted their life, for the kind of person that you were, quality person you were, the things that you did for others. Yep. And honestly... I also want to say this too, you know, how much of a follower you were, because for those of us that follow, it's a family and there's, there's no judgment that happens there. There's no judgment at all because we're not called to do that. Right. But 
man, whenever you meet someone else that's on fire for God, dude, it's like the fire just got bigger, man. We're having a bonfire, baby. (laughs) The family Um, reunion just got, you know, (laughs) coming back. It's coming back. Added to the family reunion. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. Whenever you have all this, the worldly stuff, you know, and, uh, it's not bad to want stuff or to work for stuff. Just understand and realize that, you know, you're not the one that's really going to earn that. Yeah. You know, you can do the work and you, you know, frankly, you have to do the work, right? Because he's not, he's not the laborer. You are, he literally calls whenever it's time for the harvesting of the fields, he calls for workers. We are the workers people. Yeah. It's time to sow. So time to time to harvest. (laughs) Hold on. I got all the words mixed up. But anyway, you know, that's that's one of the parts and reasons to a revival, right? You know, the workers are few. The harvest is large. We need to gather people and we need to grow our base because something's about to happen. I'm not saying anything's going to happen right now or tomorrow or this year. We don't know when something's going to happen. And what we do know is we can we can see a bunch of prophecies that are kind of happening and things are being fulfilled. And, you know, it's like, ooh. Ooh, this is getting exciting. You phrase is trying to hold up. What? Crowd what? Popcorn, yeah. I know. Where's the popcorn at? And I just I just don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. You know? Um well, I heard it explained pretty well that like um you know, on the cross, the work was finished, right? And when we accept him, we embrace it, accept it, repent, we're saved. But Jesus doesn't like we aren't just taken away at that moment, right? Like we're still here. Right. Right. And why is that? Because there's work to be done. Yeah, yep. you're saved. Congratulations. But like the reason <laughs> you're here is like you have to now be a builder of his kingdom. You right. are now a servant. You now need to lay down yourself, pick up your cross, carry it, like accept the struggles and the hardships that come, embrace them, learn from them, grow, progress past them. But also like you are to be a servant and we are to be on mission to bring yeah. others to that like we have a job to do it's not like you're saved and it's like okay time to go to heaven right now <laughs> no like we're here to work we're here to crush we're here to like build grow thrive survive prosper but like also we're called we need to be builders of the kingdom we need to be putting, right. putting doing our part of the project whatever it may be you know to bring glory to god and yeah if we weren't called to work and put in the hard work and endure hardship we would be gone we would have been raptured up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it, it would be. Whatever's going to, what are the many things that can happen in Revelation? Like, or whatever that process is, you know, we would be taken away, but we're here for a reason. You know, we can't just like yep. sit back and do nothing. We can't just, yeah, we're saved, but like, now what? Yeah, right. you have faith and you are saved, but there's also works that are to follow that, right? Um, I forget what you, man, I was going to say something good and I forgot it. But you're in um, so the Tuesday night group. We're in like, a, it's basically a house church. I call it a Bible study because it's not really house church, but it kind I, of is. I say, to buy, I, I say it's a Bible study. I say Bible study, but it's big. It's like yeah. 80 people at this point. <laughs> 90 oh, yeah. Dude, people in a house. It's, it's, it's pretty big. epic at this point. It's pretty awesome too. But um, so we do, so people out there, just so this isn't a, just a personal conversation. We have like worship, like live worship music. And then we have a leader, like a husband, a husband and wife host it. The husband leads us in kind of a sermon, almost like a PowerPoint presentation going verse by verse. Um, It's a sermon, but it's also open for like open discussion, open questions. 
But then we break off after that. So after an hour, we break off guys and girls. And then even that is in separate groups. And I'm on the, I'm on team black. Are you orange? I'm orange. Yeah. You're orange. You're in team yeah, orange. I'm orange. Yeah, the big, the orange. big bad orange boys. The big bag, the big bag gym boys. <laughs> I got All the brought, gym okay. bros let's, up in the orange let's, room. Let's just establish the sizing of the groups here. You have, I don't know how big your group is, but I know the, all of the groups Not are like job. maybe eight to 12 people. Then you have the orange group, his probably like 30 guys <laughs> that we have to break in half because there's so many of us. Were you an orange at some point? No, I was always team. My group was the original OG group. Everyone else really? is broken off from ours. Team Black, yeah. Oh, man. Which, ironically okay, enough, is also okay. the only group with black guys in it. <laughs> so it's kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. That, that, I don't know if that's on purpose or accident, but Team Black also is, like, literally has black guys in it. Kind of funny. <laughs> Dude, that's... You guys, you guys are the real OGs. The real... We, everyone is the kind of... It, it was one group. It's split into two. So there was kind of originally, like... But my group was really... Um, I mean, Braxton's been on my stream, so I don't feel bad name dropping him. I won't name drop the other people, but there was kind of Braxton and one other guy. Let's just say he's a big, strong guy with blonde hair, and he's extremely led by the spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like just I know what a, you're talking a about, man's yeah. man who's just like has the spirit, the holy water flowing out of him. So there's kind oh, yeah. of like two leaders. There was him and Braxton. And so I stayed in Braxton's group, and the other man's group, was the orange group and since then the orange group has kind of kept splitting off into right. different colors or whatever the reason i brought all that up is because in the black group so you might not have been part of the conversations but in our group we've been talking about presence just being present with god and yeah. it's throughout the bible and it's this constant theme of like god just wants us to be there be with him trust in him just choose to just be by him it's not about like impressing him or working hard for him. You know, yeah, we're, we're to do this stuff. We are to do good works, produce good fruit. But more importantly, we just need to be there. You know, you see right. it throughout the Bible, like the, you know, Psalm 23, the, the sheep. Just be with the shepherd. Just trust him. Just stay with him. You know, he'll lead you through the bad times to the good times. Just be there. And the story we were bringing up too is the Martha and Mary where Jesus is there mm -hmm. and they're in a house and Martha's like cooking and cleaning and Mary's just sitting there, you know, and Martha at one point turns to Jesus and is like, are you going to tell Mary to like, help me? Like, we got to cook, <laughs> we got to clean, we got to do all this stuff, Jesus. Like, come on, come on, get Mary to stand up and help me with all these chores. And Jesus like rebukes her and is like, she's doing exactly what she needs to do. Just being here present with me, you know? And yep. to me, that's, been so profound and so like life-changing and altering because i do have this like work mentality of like i gotta build the kingdom i gotta make up for my my wicked evil past i gotta you know work my way out but like at the end of the day there is work to do you can't just say that there's nothing but also you can't let that define you you can't let that be the only thing in your life you at the same time need to just be there with god in his presence spiritually connected to him and just trusting in him. And the reason yeah. I brought that up is because you said the want. So we can want things too, right? I want a wife and kids and a homestead. I want. Oh, yeah. I want. I want. The American want. dream. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, if God needs something else, 
I have to just let go of whatever wants I have. So yeah, I have wants. I want a wife and children, but if God needs me to be single so that I can go on mission, so like like Paul, I have to do yeah. that. I have to right. be willing to just go, okay, I trust you. I will just be in your presence. I will trust and accept whatever you have for me. And my wants can just go out the door. And you just have to have yeah, this man. mentality of like, man, that would have been nice. Wouldn't that have been nice? But something better happened because I just trusted the Lord and was in his presence and with him and giving myself over to just him. I will Come be rewarded on. in the end. Right. Come on. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Dude, you're literally dropping bombs, Sean. <laughs> I swear, though, the hardest thing for us as Christians to do is to walk in faith, man. Yeah. Being able to sit there and trust in the process, trust in him. That's the hardest thing to contextualize and to just actually do. You know, everyone is so focused on what they want and what they need. And like, that's okay to a certain degree. You got to understand where you really sit. You got to understand. So like you, you're saying that, man, and you're like, I'm like, dude, keep on going. Keep on going. You're, you're <laughs> nailing it, dude. Keep on going. <laughs> and, but it is that, like, I mean, Abraham, even like Abraham is promised by God. You're going to have a son and he's going to have so many sons, you know, like you're going to have so many kids that you won't even, you know, the stars won't even compare in the sky. Right. And then he has right. this son at like a remarkably old age. And then God's like, oh, uh, by the way, I need you to, uh, <laughs> you know, get rid of them. <laughs> that's an Uno reverse. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, that's, and, you know, atheist, godless people like me in the past would have been like, oh, that just proves, isn't God just so evil? He wanted this guy to just, you know, off his son or whatever. But really what it is, is like, are you willing to let go of the one thing that you love the most? That want you have, you want a child so bad and you wait a hundred years for it. Finally, you get it. God gave it to you. He promised it to you. He gave it, he provided, he delivered. And he's like, you're just about to crush. You're about to start this epic family. And uh, and then God's like, no, you need to get rid of it. You need to let go of all that and just trust me. And it's like, are you? Do you go, no, I'm going to actually, me and my son are going <laughs> to run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or do you just say like, I don't get this. I don't like this. I don't want this. This really is like going against everything that I want, but I will just trust you. And then something great happens. And then, you know, then then the greatness yeah. happens. When you're willing to let go, that's when God provides. He'll provide an offering in its place. And then he'll continue yep. to bless you forever after, you know, for the eternity to come after. But it's yeah. so hard to just be like, this isn't fair, God. This isn't what I want. No. And we tend yes. to reject him. We tend to give in to that want. But we have to be like Abraham. We have to be like these epic characters in the bible and just people throughout history that are, have gone nameless and like unremembered that have just done that they have sacrificed they've let go of their wants and they've done what god needs and they're blessed as a result mm-hmm. dude that's 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 so true and like that's that's one of the things even just talking about this right now you know they were talking about a story about the church that i that i found in nashville right and uh the person that the, the pastor was the gate the, I go to Legacy. Legacy. So okay. I've been to the gate once. I I didn't have a great experience there, so I feel like I'm going to have to try it again at some oh, point. Okay, but yeah, I, right, I went right. to Legacy. I went to Legacy afterwards, and dude, I, I love Legacy, man. Legacy, yeah. It's so good. Shout know? out. Shout out, Legacy. 
Shut out legacy, man. Come on, legacy. Shut they, out legacy they, church. And they would love, they love the, the fame on the podcast. They'll just start pushing it. Yeah. But um, no, but but the uh, the ministry there, you know, they one of the pastors was talking about the the true like. I've only been there twice, so I don't even know a whole lot about it yet. All I know is that I can feel it. And yeah. they were talking about, I guess, like the the pastor that's in charge, the head honcho. Um, there have been several instances where it's like they've like truthfully just gone against what everybody else has said in the church for like decisions that need to be made and just went home and just prayed for days and days on end about it. And like, you know, she was just talking like her sermon was like, you know, you have to rely on faith. You have to spend time with him and understand what he wants, whether other people think it's right or not. And as a result of all those decisions they had to make, all the really, really hard ones they had to make, it's gotten them it's just it's just bless them in return yeah it, it, like it it always does whenever they sit there and they listen yeah. you know and it's it's just it's hard to do because you have to cut out all the other noise in the world because that's what that that's what the enemy's trying to do he's just trying to make noise yeah you know that's that's the story of our life is like you know you try and follow and you just have all these things that just start getting thrown at you left and right left and right he's underneath you throwing darts up at you you're you're Walking through a door, someone seeing you with a basketball on the head, like, <laughs> dude, I don't know where that analogy just came from. <laughs> it came from somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's faith is hard, and uh, that's something that I've learned a lot recently. And a lot of times, I feel like it's a roller coaster. You know, your journey as a Christian is almost. I'm not gonna say always, but 99% of the time, it's not a linear up. It's very much so a roller coaster of up, down, up, down, up, down, and you're just trying to do the right thing and you get knocked back down and you get back up and you know, it's it's not like you're staying level, like you're going up, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a consistent linear um kind of motion or, or line. And uh you know, faith is one of the things where I feel like that's the core foundation to your belief that if that isn't strong, your building's not gonna be able to stand that tall your faith your walk won't be able to you won't be able to put as much into it as you can if i'm gonna build a skyscraper i'm gonna build the world's tallest building you best bet i've got to have the world's deepest foundation <laughs> like yeah. you can't hold on to that weight if you don't because also once you start walking closer with him you're gonna face more battles every day you're gonna start getting attacked more because guess yeah. who's getting stronger with god you yeah <laughs> and so guess who guess who guess who's now a threat to the enemy you yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get hit hard. That's why it's important to read the Bible every morning, you know, step right into devotion, put on the armor of God before you step out of the day. Yeah. So, know. so, so crucial. Something I've yeah, been taking really seriously is. this year too, and it's significantly improved just every day. Oh, Cause yeah. I used to be like, Oh yeah, I'll wake up in the morning and read my Bible. And then it's like, ah, oh, but the snooze button is right there. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I do have like 20 minutes now. I can just get that extra 20 minutes of sleep or, you know, uh, the dishes yeah. I didn't do. I could just do those. And you just have this mindset of like, oh, I'll, I'll read later tonight. I'll carve out 20 minutes to read sometime after work. And then you don't or you do. Yeah. But it's like after you've gone through a whole day of not being fed, like not yep. being led by the spirit. Right. And I've really made an effort to no excuses. There's no snooze button. You're Dude, waking up yes. early. You're praying. Yes. You're going through your prayer journal, praying for everyone. Reading at least like two. I try to read like five, at least a bare minimum of two. And then the rest of your day, 
even though that's tough and difficult and part of you is like oh, but i could be sleeping right now <laughs> right right oh you're kind of a little grumpy you still get off on such a head start and like you said like you do put on that full armor of god and go out to face the battles in the day and it's been a night and day difference like so for all yeah, my man. christians out there please stop making me excuses and do it do it yeah i even have i put a sign on my door i can't leave my house without seeing the sign every morning it says no yeah, i'm about to write it down yeah you, you, <laughs> said, you said it in bible study i was like dude i wish i wrote yeah. the down because now i want a sign <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're dude, inspiring me yeah. over here it's on my door i can't mm -hmm. leave every day it says no complaints no excuses thankful in all circumstances and all is underlined and circled because it's not the good circumstances it's not the circumstances I like or I want. It's not the circumstances I agree with. It's all of them. And there's no excuses, not one. And there's yep. no complaints. And it's just radically changed my whole life. Like I walk out the door and like you're saying, like there's highs and lows, there's ups and downs. The enemy is constantly coming after you, especially when you're doing this, like especially when your spiritual disciplines aren't going right. You're doing things right, you're proclaiming the gospel, you're living right, being right, doing right. The enemy's going to come after you. You know, mm -hmm. the fallen people oh, of this yeah. world are going to come after you. But if you're fed before you step out that door, before you even like step out your door and start locking it, you have those reminders. You have the word. You have prayer. Like you're you're walking in His Spirit, heading out that door. All those ups and downs, those battles, man, they're they're cakewalk. Yeah, they're, they're like gone. difficult in the moment, but like you you do have like peace through it all. You have a right. helper through it all. You you know this is temporary. You're reminded. It's not something where like you go through your day and it's stressed and you have anxiety and you're depressed and you're angry. <laughs> and then you get home and you're like, okay, now I can get into my word. Okay, now I can get into the, you know, <laughs> right. now it's I true. can pray. Now I can, you know, it really is the whole day start to finish is a spirit filled, spirit led life, like, like day. And I've noticed myself just being more like sacrificial more servant-minded, like more willing to help others, more willing, like more positive and loving. Um, so I've got, yeah, just to you, to everyone out there, I, I highly advise every morning, like you said, without excuse, because I was that guy <laughs> just until two <laughs> months ago that was like, yeah, I do it every morning, kind of, pretty much, maybe like 25% yeah. of the time. <laughs> and yeah, 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 I read every day, like 80%, you know? Yeah, I'm praying every Dude. night, but like 50% kind of. I'll forget about it and <laughs> just go to bed. Dude, it's, you know, it's, it, but if you, you know, just make no thing. excuses and you start your day with it, it's over. There's no going back and there's no, I mean, you have that full armor yep. of God before you even step out your door, you know, and whatever right. comes your way. Again, it's not going to be a cakewalk, but it's you're going to have peace through it all. You're going to have assurance through it all, a purpose and like an, a destiny through it all. Right. And also, too, you know, going along that fact as well, you know, having the discipline to do that. Discipline carries over in a bunch of different areas in your life. Yeah. It's yeah. not just applicable to just this. You know, there's a reason why, you know, military, they wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. They wake up super early. That's not convenient to wake up at 4 a.m., <laughs> but you know what you have to do, you know? Yeah. Nobody says, I enjoy waking up at 4 a.m., so I'm going to do it every single day. I, actually, I wake up at 5 I'm an hour behind. I do enjoy yeah, waking up at five, but I'm five thirty. Um, even that's 
yeah yeah pretty pretty psychopathic <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it's psychopathic if you're before like 6 30 i feel like we're just psychopaths um you know, oh it's it's 809 we're approaching bedtime soon gotta go to sleep you know? true, yeah. um <clears throat> no but um you know th- there's a reason why you know a lot of these people who are super disciplined and super just like on are the way they are and you have to instill these habits and whenever you say you're going to do something you just got to do it because you know yeah. a lot of your self-image of how you a lot of the image of how you view yourself and who you are is not from the things you say you do it's from the things you actually do if you actually do it you know who you are you're not questioning oh maybe i do do this maybe i don't do this maybe i kind of do this maybe i don't you're like no i do that yeah I'm that person. I hang with these people. I don't hang with these people. I drink these things. I don't drink these things. I eat these things. I don't eat these things. I'm on a mission. I'm focused. Just like Mike Todd says, man, that man, that man has dropped some wisdom, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, do you know who Mike Todd is? I think so. Yeah. I've heard, I've seen He's the a, TikToks and stuff. Yeah. Trans- and I've heard, I've heard people bash on him and praise him. So I don't know. I've never like heard he, about his whole, his whole thing, but. I've listened to a couple of his sermons and he's, 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 he's from Atlanta, right? He's the guy in Atlanta. I believe so. Yeah. Transformation church is the church. Is it in Atlanta? I'm not sure if it's I in think Atlanta. it's Atlanta. And he's just oh, like, the, so. all, he's just always. Dude. The... <laughs> yeah. He, he's always just like on. And I mean, there, you know, just like with every kind of preacher, there are things you may like, things you may not like. Everybody has their kind of things that they do and don't like. And I can see why people would bash him. I can see why people would praise him. I do think that he does drop some really good nuggets of information throughout his sermons, though. Maybe the overall message might not be what you'd like, but there's at least something that you can totally take away and apply. You know, the best version that this is quoted directly, but the best version of you isn't the kind of version that just goes and does things throughout the day just to do them. The best version of you is the disciplined version of you. The one of you that knows what you need to do. The one that needs to follow the way you need to follow the things you have to do to be the person you need to be whether that being your faith in your you know in this life where we are down here you know we always thrive whenever we are disciplined because we have a goal we're working towards and something we're trying to get after and for this conversation to like purposes of this right now you know that's god you got to be disciplined whenever it comes to reading the bible because buddy god just wants to have a relationship with you if you're not going to put in the work to have that relationship with him he's like yo you had you had your whole you had i don't know how how what's the average lifespan of somebody down here you had x number of years to get to know me and put in the effort i was here waiting for you all along but you never did you know so why not you know i'd much rather spend my i'm just going to say i'm going to live to 110 yeah. Knowing good and well that he's gonna say, "Nah, you're not gonna be down there that long." I'm going 120. You're going 120. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess 110 is feasible now, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, with advances in modern technology. Yeah, and, modern technology. You know, future extravagant income, Dude, <laughs> extraordinary income. <laughs> in Genesis, these people leave until like 400 years yeah, old. I'm like, no, 600, 700 years old. Yeah. I was like, okay, 120 hold on, hold on, is God. doable, very doable. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's like just 20 a healthy diet, healthy exercise, <laughs> like, being spiritually disciplined every day. You're right, 110, exactly. 120, 120, easy. Longevity's <laughs> there. It's yeah. all, it's always there. Yeah. I want to be like, yo, hey guy, can you show me a calendar from back in the time? Because I want to see if we still had 12 months 
and if we had still had about 30 days a month there <laughs> yeah. uh for that year well, that's but, gravy to dive into is what the real calendar is yeah dude that's i feel like that could be a whole podcast on itself <laughs> yeah um but like you know that it's just such a staple just like sean said you know you've got to have that it's that's a, that's something that once you start doing it and you're really committed to it you can actually see i feel like i can see and feel the fruits of doing it because you start off with a better perspective of the day than you would have otherwise yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and that oh, was one man, thing i put yeah. off like um so I was kind of, I've kind of been like a new Christian. I mean, I, I became a Christian four years ago. Like I encountered Christ, radically transformed. So I had a lot of catching up to do, especially when I moved to Nashville. And it's like yeah, everyone man. here was born and raised a Christian. You know, they're born like from age four, they're singing songs about Jesus. You know, <laughs> well, right. I mean, that, that, at least that, that they was know me. how like, to was, pray. They right. know what they're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. They know what like the stories they know. Yeah. You know, even if they are going through the motions and not true believers, like they still like have the culture. And so I was exactly, like, exactly, yeah. What's a testimony? <laughs> What's a... right? Yeah. I like when I yeah. moved to Nashville, I got a job offer from a Baptist church. I literally had to look up like what are Baptists. I've heard, I, I've heard that phrase. I know that's a type of Christian, but like, what do they yeah. believe? I don't know what it is. What's a Presbyterian? Yeah. What is a Catholic versus Orthodox versus Protestant? Like, well, I, I was so ignorant yeah, of all this stuff. Um, well, I mean, I don't blame you for that, though. It's not. I was going to make a good point. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not. You said you said you're from. Was it San Fran? San Diego. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. There's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There's just not a whole lot of God out there right yeah. now. <laughs> I was originally from Illinois too, yeah. so even Illinois is really you know, from a midwestern state. It's pretty godless yeah. too, you know. Um, it's like. It was very. Hey, you're Catholic. coming right Everyone's into. It's Catholic, pretty much, and then. Yeah, the Catholic, the Catholics are going strong yeah. over there. Yeah. You come, you came straight into the Bible Belt, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't blame. I mean, I don't think it's it's not really you being ignorant. I mean, it's just, it just wasn't really a thing out there. I don't necessarily think that's really ignorance per se. Yeah, you know, it's you don't know what you don't know, right? Like. If you're not around that kind of environment, or you're not around those kinds of people, or people that are going to push you that direction, you know, that's that's where that's 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 where God comes into play. And he's like, hey, you know, Sean, I want you to move out to Nashville. You know, maybe this is where you need to be to get closer and to connect yeah. with me a bit, a bit, a bit more. Like, let's step into yeah. this. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily anything that you were doing wrong or that you weren't seeing. You know, it's. It's just the environment. Well, that was another um, want versus need. Oh, was <laughs> it? I want versus God's need because I wanted okay. to move to Texas. I okay. and I wanted to move to Idaho. I had two. I knew I knew really? of two people. One even had like a family that were like cowboys, like ranchers. It's like, dude, awesome. I'm gonna move to Texas and be a cowboy, <laughs> man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and God was like, I need you in Nashville, and I was like. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know about I've this never one. been to Nashville. I don't know anywhere right, in Nashville. Right. I don't have a job. I don't, that eh, doesn't make sense. I just kept being <laughs> like, God was like, I need you there. I have, I have people for you to meet and encounter lessons to learn, you know? And I kept being like, ah, but I really want to move to Texas. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I like, really oh, want nice to move. To, yeah. <laughs> 
So that we was one of those snow. like moments where I had to just be like, <laughs> okay, I guess I don't get it. I don't like it, but I'll let go and just trust you. And so I literally yeah. just sold my things, quit my job, was homeless for a few months and just moved out to Nashville. And ever since it's like what, what you're saying earlier, like you look back and it's like, it all perfectly makes sense. It's all the right, yep. meeting the right people at the right times, learning all the right lessons, you know, helping people, being helped by certain people, you know. And so it all makes sense now. And it's like, oh, I get why you needed me here. <laughs> right. Like, I get, it makes sense now. I see but if I would have held on to that, like, but I want, but God, I want this. So I'm going right, to do it yeah. anyways. I don't care about what you need for me. I would have suffered. I would have moved to Texas and suffered greatly. Yep. I don't know how, I don't know why, but you know what I mean? I just know that it's like, if, if you do what I want and not what God needs, things work out when you do that, the, the need part and not the I want part, you know? Right, right. I remember why I was bringing that up is because I was a new Christian, there's things that like I hear Christians do that I still am like a little judgmental about at times, or I'm a little like, oh, I don't need to do that. That's, that's, you know, kind of thing. That's a whole, I'm not going to ramble about that. But one of them was like a prayer journal. So I always heard Christians talk about like, oh, I have a prayer journal. I have a prayer journal. I'm like, prayer journal? You should just be praying from your heart. You should just be praying one-on-one -on -one with God. Like God knows your heart. Why do you need a journal to help you pray? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. And I just was one of those things where I'm like, I'm just ignorant about it. And I'm like judgmental about it. And I'm just not like born and raised as a Christian. So I'm like a little on the outside yeah. of what, you know, I've never heard it explained well or like had anyone really like relate the importance of it. But I started yeah, this year because I got inspired by a guest pastor in my church who talked about, long story short, found his um, father-in-law who passed away, his prayer journal, was reading through it and just was like so inspired and convicted by what was in it, you know, kind of his like wow. private journal, who he was praying yeah. for, what he was praying about, you know. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this out. And I still was kind of like, I guess I'll try this, but... You're on the fence, yeah. But... <laughs> I'm getting told to do this now, and I don't really want to uh, do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I started doing it, and man, it's been unbelievable. It's like one of those things yep. where I'm, I was so proven wrong, where my prayer life went from all about me with a little bit of like, oh yeah, I need to pray for that person for healing, and that person's family, and... Oh, who is that one person I was going to pray for that asked me to pray? Ah, man. Like, oh, yeah, oh, well, like, whatever. Oh. God knows. <laughs> yeah. God After knows. like a six-minute prayer about me and my life, you know. And now like right. prayer journaling, A, you remember this stuff. So like you're handwriting stuff out, like you're remembering it so much better. But also it's like I'm going through it and I'm praying for everyone else in my life. Or just not even my people I don't even know. I'm still just like prayers for salvation for like celebrities or like people I may, I haven't talked to in 12 years, 15 years. And my whole prayer life has turned into like outward focused other people, you know, and then it's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. At, at the end you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, I need that one thing, but whatever. It's not even that important anymore. <laughs> right. This whole no, list of prayers yeah. seems so much more important than my little things in my life, you know? And so like just doing like a little thing, like a little spiritual discipline of like doing like, a prayer journal, something that I used to like laugh at and scoff at and think like, Oh, that's so stupid. Now it's been like life changing radically, yeah. like, like spirit changing in my life. So there's just things like that where like, if you're just a little disciplined about some stuff and you're willing to kind of like let go of your ego, <laughs> stop making excuses and kind of get on with it. It really helps you in so many ways. Like yeah, a man. lot of ways, very profoundly too, like life changing ways. 
not just like a little right. bit of improvement here or there, you know? Yeah, man, dude, that's, that's, that's so true. I, I'm going to be honest, like the, the biggest extent to prayer journaling that I've done is like, I I'll write down in notes on my phone whenever someone brings something up, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I need to remember that for later on. I'll write better, it down in here. Nothing, yeah. that's, that's, I'll write it down in there, but it's like, you know, something that a lot of people, I don't want to speak for people, but something that I noticed whenever talking about this a whole lot is that, you know, like you brought up Sean, a lot of people, whenever you pray, it's all about me, 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 I, I, I. And it's like, why are we so focused on our, like, yes, we have things are going on in our life. You know, the biggest extent to the time where you need to be asking him about yourself is when you're thrown into a situation you don't understand or whenever something's happening yeah. that you don't understand why it's happening. It could be really good. It could be really bad. If you're praying for physical, tangible things, I don't really know that's really going to get answered or he'll just show you the answer in a different way of like, yeah, this is why you're definitely not going to get this. Or you're not going to have this because this is not me, yeah. you know? Um, and by that, I don't mean like a wife. I mean, like, get me this new car guy. Why can't you place 200,000 into my bank account yeah. tomorrow morning when I wake up? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, that would be it's, nice. It's, but... it's vital. Yeah, it would. It would be <laughs> would nice. Be I'm not. I wouldn't complain. Yeah. Hey, big guy. I wouldn't complain if you did that <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I think embracing the ideology and what we're really supposed to do whenever it comes to watch out for our brothers and sisters is prayer. That's the strongest yeah. thing that we have. You know, prayers are answered in number too. You know, that's why we see a lot of miracles or things kind of happen when you have a lot. And I mean a lot of people praying about something, you know, I'm not gonna say they always get answered because they're, you know, he can't answer every single thing, do a miracle every single time. Well, he could, but he doesn't for different reasons. Um, but prayer is such a vital thing. And that prayer journal, that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. I like, I've never had one necessarily, but now you're convicting me a little bit. Cause now I'm like, Hmm, get on board. Maybe, maybe I need to, maybe I need to do that. <laughs> I need to and I do the that. phone thing too. Cause like, I don't just carry this journal around with me everywhere. And we yeah. have our phones with us. And I said, so someone told me about an app and I couldn't actually couldn't find it. Cause I'm an Android. I'm a lame Android guy. Everyone in Nashville has an Yeah, hey, That's okay. So I was me. too. <laughs> I, I bounce back and forth between the two, man. There's no shame here. There's none at all. Yeah. Sometimes I get it. I'm like, okay, whatever, you iPhone losers. But the Nashville, like, like California is very 50-50. Right. You know, so it's not too weird. It's like, oh, you have an Android. Oh, whatever. Here it's like when I say it, when I pull out an Android, people are like, oh, what is that? Like, <laughs> very is judgmental that against the Androids. Yeah. Right. Very pro iPhone crowd here in Tennessee. But uh, I couldn't man. find the app. I think it was called like My Prayer Made or My Prayer Book on the iPhone. But on the Android, I found a good app that's just called Prayer Mate, and it's okay. just good. It can help. It like kind of helps you like categorize stuff. Like, you know, I have all my different Bible studies, my church, my friends, my family, and separate little subcategories and subgroups, and you can constantly be updating it. So I still like to do the handwritten thing. I'm like one of those guys where I just, yeah. to me, it's more intentional. I remember it more. It means more. But when I'm out in public and like I'm in Bible studies or like. I'm talking to someone, I'm like, hey man, is there someone I can be praying for you? I can like type it on my phone and then take it home and put it in my my actual journal. But then it's also right. my phone. So it's also like if I'm ever away from my journal, it's not like, oh man, 
it's my gone. whole thing yeah. is there. It's like, well, I have most of it in my phone here anyways. So right. I've been re- advising that. Like, I, I think people should do like a handwritten one. But if you need just like a note in your phone or like an app that can help you do it, I think that's great. And I, I highly recommend right. it. Take it from a guy yeah, who yeah. like for three and a half, four years was like, I don't need that. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, well, everyone needs to do it. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> My walk well, has think improved so much with it, you know. It's, this definitely goes kind of hand in hand. It's something that I was talking with uh, a couple guys on um, a couple days ago. And that's, you know being vulnerable as a man and vulnerability as far as that goes you know that i'm not going to get into all the frou-frou stuff right now but like you know <laughs> it's hard it's hard as guys to actually admit sometimes that there are things that are going on in our lives like for me i recently I just went through a burnout phase man like i was i was doing way too much i was overwhelming myself and it was hard for me to admit that and you know yeah. i think for me you know we're talking about how like some guys are like, man, this is so stupid. Like, why would you ever do that? Like, whenever you can write something out, and this this goes to guys and girls, whenever you're able to write stuff out and actually contextualize what it is that you're thinking on a sheet of paper, and you don't lie about it to yourself, you be as open and honest as you possibly can be, you're being vulnerable, it does not have to be in front of anybody else. That is when change really starts to happen in your life. You know, just like the prayer journal, you know, if you can build a group of guys who you're just super close with and you can talk to all the time about things that are going on in your life, you can be that vulnerable state. That's how you grow. You know, when you have guys that are on your side, we're all trying to work towards the same goal. We just want to watch out for each other. We convict each other of things. And we're like, Hey man, I don't see you doing this. You said you were going to do this. What's going on? Yep. Yeah, because you can still be straight up with somebody. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; you can still call oh, yeah. people out. But truthfully, it's such a helpful thing if you can just hit that state. And so, the journaling definitely, I feel like, is a great segue into that because maybe that's someone's first step into being like, you know what? I'm gonna write out some of the things that I'm thinking, even though like I may think they're dumb and stupid, and like I don't need to ask for them. Like, maybe these are the things that are really holding me back, and maybe these things need to be praying about most. You know. So, dude, okay, now now, I was trying to find a prayer journal app, man, and I can't find one. <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure there are about a million, but now now for me in my brain, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch YouTube reviews of all these, see which one's yeah. the best one. You know? yeah, I use Prayer Mate, and that's literally just like the first one I found on a search, so I'm sure there is better ones out there. Wait, Prayer Mate? It's called Prayer Mate. It's like a yellow icon. Yeah. Yeah, they have it. It's literally just like the first one that popped up. So I didn't do any like (laughs) trial and error research or whatever. But there's one one called like my prayer something. My something. It has has the word M-Y something in the title. And that's supposed to be a good one on iPhones. There we go. Oh, (laughs) I can't be shown that on screen. (laughs) Free ad. Get, get, that off. get that off the screen. No get free that advertising. Off. No pull out. <laughs> Go get it. Go get it, everybody. No free advertising. 
You're like, oh, I don't um, want to plug my own channel, but here's some app I've never heard of before. Let me plug it for app. two minutes. <laughs> Trust the cybersecurity guy. He's done no research into this at all. I could be totally fishing you right now. <laughs> you yeah, click on that app and download so it right crying. now. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. I'm going to have guy agent at 1 a.m. Hey, uh, what, I rip off my, my mask and I'm right. a Nigerian prince, like an actual Nigerian <laughs> prince. Like, hey, give me your money. We got him, boys. <laughs> we got him. Dude, I swear. Oh, my gosh, Mission man. accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Oh. Yeah, I did want to dive into, um, you are talking about kind of manhood. and um, Yeah. Got some manhood questions. But um, I was going to say, like, our group, Let's I mean, I love our worship time on Tuesday nights. It's great. It's amazing. Like it truly is amazing. When Todd leads, it's amazing. But really what makes that night so great is just an hour of you and like 10 guys, like a band of brothers sitting down and like yes. confessing sins, asking for advice, asking for accountability and motivation. Like it's so unbelievably powerful. I don't know what the girls are doing. They might be over there just gossiping and stuff. I don't even really care. <laughs> we can't, we can't speak We're not over there. No, no, group. Do whatever you yeah. want, ladies. But Next the guys, like man, the all of the guys' movie. groups are so on it. And we're confessing our sin. Yep. And we're praying for each other, like, authentically. And it, I mean, I walk away. I wake up Wednesday morning. I walk away from that Tuesday night just so full, just so refreshed yes. and convicted. You know, knowing that I fell short and like confessing, like, man, I messed up. You know, I, I, this, I made this mistake, man. Can you guys help keep me accountable? Can you pray for me? You know, and it's an authentic place where guys are like, yes, I will. Not like, yeah, yeah, I will. I got you, bro. No, it's like, I will. It's and I'll text genuine. you throughout the week and make sure you're, you're, you know, not doing this or that you're doing this. Um, and it's just been an amazing group overall, but that's in general what people need. And if you don't yep. have it in your church, try to find it in like a Bible study or like a secondary group. And if you can't find like real life, like try to find it online. So I recommend fellowship online, but it's like you priority should be in your church or in real life with like a band yep. of brothers that you can confess your sins with, ask for accountability, ask for motivation and help and guidance, reading scripture together, sharing your thoughts, and like you said, like being vulnerable, not like in a Rude. sissy, like cry to each other. No, there's just there's because I need to like let, let my emotions out. But like, right. yeah, like be honest and open with your brothers for the sake of yourself and for them, for them to learn. Yep. For them to be yep. like, even like when I'm helping people, it's like I'm growing spiritually by discipling, you know, <laughs> when, yeah, you're, when dude. you're being no, discipled, yeah. you're being fed. And when you're discipling, you're being fed. You know, it's like a both way right. direction. Um, so yeah, like that group is just overall so amazing, so on it. <laughs> and I'm glad we, it we went, need to post this together too. Yeah, we we need to post this onto their Instagram account of like, here's our testimony for the group. Come and join us <laughs> yeah. on Tuesday nights. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, do you agree with a great point? I mean it it really is, it really is just that you know it's an amazing time and that's that's what i look forward to on tuesday nights and and you know i i do enjoy what todd has to say because frankly he he says he todd is the guy who leads the the bible studies the husband um who yeah. usually preaches and we we go over right now are we still in we're still in peter two right or are we in first peter, peter three now yeah. oh yeah first first peter 
too. We're, we're going through first Peter. Yeah. But, um, it, it really is. It's that time after when it's just the hour with just the guys. That's it. I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, Sean, you nailed it head on. Like, it, you just leave full and it's like, okay, you know what? We're all real here. We're everybody's got things going on in their life. Everyone's facing battles. Like no battles too small, no battles too big. You know, whenever you band together with those people, anything can happen. And, uh, also, I just want to state too, that, you know, one of the times that I actually noticed the biggest change whenever this entered my life, um, this group of guys, which happened, what was this three months ago? Um, was I, I started reaching out and spending some time with people that I had never met before. I got outside of my comfort zone. Yep. I had no, I gave myself no choice, but to expand and meet new people. And whenever I had faith in the fact that that's what I was supposed to do, those people, I'm not gonna say they walked into my life, but they kind of walked into my life. You know, I was, it just so happened to be that like every time I go to the gym, I'd see these people or I reconnect with this person who I met four years prior and I totally forgot about him. And we just met up and he's like, Hey man, come to this Bible study. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I, I guess I should be here. And then <clears throat> there's something that happened in my life that, that, uh, <clears throat> kind of hit home a little bit, I guess, like after the first Bible study I'd gone to and the first one I kind of went to, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yo, this is a lot like for the first time yeah. that the Bible study, this it is a lot, a this lot, is heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know a anyone here. There's yeah. a lot of people. Like, right, everyone exactly. knows each other, and I don't know anyone. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's true. And and I I sat there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a chance. And whenever I went back home that night, the next day, I was kind of like, I just don't know if I'm gonna go back again. I'm not too sure. And I proceed, or I didn't proceed, but two guys. Um, proceeded to me and essentially were able to tell me that bad thing that had happened in my life or that tough thing that was going on in my life without me telling them what was going on in my life. Like they essentially told me, Hey, like if they, something's going on, I was like, yeah, this is kind of happened. And like, okay, well they told me all the prerequisites that led up to it, why it happened, what had essentially happened without knowing any of the context behind why it happened. They basically told me my life without them knowing my life. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. And I know you're part of that group and you, God, you're working right now. And so it happened once, right? The next day it happened again, the same exact thing happened. And I was like, yo, I'm supposed to be here. I hear you God. Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> I got yeah. it. Message received. Yeah. We're good. Cause I was just praying for a sign. I was like, God, just please just like help me <laughs> understand where I need to go. So honestly, guys, I know it could be weird. Come on. Just work through it after the first week if you feel uncomfortable just try and give it a second shot you know most times people don't catch on to things after you do it just once you do it a couple times three times and you'll start to grow relationships and yeah. it can be a really great thing absolutely yeah that second time is crucial like when i was church hopping i really made a point to go twice because yep. you could go to like your church hopping and you go to a church and it's like just a bad week <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything that's, is that's against, why you go back you know? to the gate yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i need to go back so i would really go like okay we got to go twice or i would go and maybe i would really like watch two or three extra of their live streams from previous services or something you know but it was kind of yeah. that it was like maybe you gotta kind of push through because you you go to a church you don't know anyone 
you're not used to it. Maybe you don't like one of the songs they played, but you don't know that they play your other 10 favorite songs. <laughs> They're just you not know? that Sunday, you know? <laughs> you just caught them the one Sorry, time buddy. they play that one song you don't like, you know? Or right. I don't know. I just feel like that. But it is tough for us in our in this, in our generation, in this age, in our culture, where it's like instant gratification. And if it's not, you know, if, it's, if you're scrolling through a TikTok feed or a Ooh. Instagram Reels and you're hitting, you know, like or dislike and you're just scrolling on past something it's like this whole instant like it's got to be perfect it's got to be something i like or else on to the next scroll swipe left moving on swipe up (laughs) swipe left swipe right then that carries on to like okay i'm gonna check out this bible study and it's like maybe half of it was good half of it was bad and it's just like okay swipe on to the next not knowing that like it could have been exactly where god needed you and was right. kind of showing you like I want you here, but you're just like nah. They did this one thing I didn't like, or there was this one guy who was kind of weird. <laughs> Swipe. Yeah, was, and God's like, no, stop guy. swiping. <laughs> this is the it's play. like yeah. <laughs> hit the undo button. Hit the yeah, undo go button. Back. Go, back. go back. Hit follow. Follow and subscribe. <laughs> follow. <laughs> By the way, follow and subscribe. John's channel tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude yeah man but yeah it's um, um another thing i was gonna say is um i covered this awesome book i think it was like live stream 32 or something on my feed where i covered this book men on fire and it's an awesome book i always recommend it i actually have extra copies i like to like, give out to people but this guy Stephen mansfield really throughout the book it's all about like reclaiming manhood and becoming a better man like a christian man and I was telling right. you off stream, and everyone knows I use this phrase, righteous masculinity. And that's actually yes. his phrase from that book. It's like, we have to be righteous and we have to be masculine. God made us men, we have to be men. God wants us to be right. He wants us to be in relationship with him. We have to be righteous. Like, and it's time right. for, again, no excuses, no complaints, get on with it, you know? Um, and the whole thing is like fires, like rekindling the fires of manhood. But he keeps bringing up, even when he's talking about other things, he keeps going back to like his main point, which is like, you need a band of brothers. And there's all these amazing examples of how men need a band of brothers. Not just like some guys, you know, not just some peers at your church that you kind of have small talk with, but like guys who you go into battle with. Yep. Like you're going to battle for them in their lives. They're going to battle for you. You have a problem in your family, they, you go straight to them. You lay it all out to them. They're with you and they're ready to like provide solutions and conquer like the, you know, let's, guys, there's a dragon standing in the way. Let's slay it. You know, let's not go like, for it. let me run and hide. Hey guys, can you help me like find a different path? Right. I'm scared. You know, it's like, no, guys, let's all armor up. <laughs> let's yep. get, there's a, put on there's the a battle. I'm fighting. Right. Can you help me with it? And then like, next week when you have a problem, and he comes to you, you're picking up the armor and you're going to battle with him, you know? Um, yep. And the little example that I always love, it's kind of like simple and applies in a lot of ways, is like a lion and a tiger. So like a, like a tiger is a very indiv- individualistic fighter. It's like the best warrior on its own on the planet. So if you were to put a lion and a tiger like in a cage and they fought to the death, the tiger would win every time. Because as an individual, right. that tiger is the best fighter. But if you put five lions and five tigers in a cage, the lions would win every time without question because lions fight as a team. 
Lions are yep. like team oriented. They will play to each other's strengths. They'll defend each other's weaknesses. They have like a mission, a purpose, and they are like, we are on the same team. We are five parts of a unit fighting against a common enemy. And the Tigers just don't. They're very individualistic minded. And when you have that mindset as like a Christian, I mean, yeah, it's animals, so it's hard to compare like <laughs> humans to animals. Well, really, we're, like, we're still animals. We're still animals, though. We're still animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's like that. It's like, yeah, you might be really good at fighting your battles on your own until you come up against an enemy that's bigger and badder and stronger. Until you come up against a unified enemy front, and you're still ignorantly like saying, like, I got this. I'm on my own. I'm good. But if we have a band of brothers with us. Dude, those enemies don't stand a chance. You have a band of Christian, yep. righteously masculine Christian men in your life. Dude, the enemy doesn't stand a chance. And he knows no. it, and that's why he divides us. That's why he tries to separate us and get us all fighting over politics and race and this yep. and that and TV shows and music and sports. And he's crafty. He knows that he has to divide us. But if we understand that and our reaction is not giving into that, being depressed about that, complaining about that, and just being like, I don't care. We're going to get a band of brothers anyways. We're going to make a unified front and fight back. Dude, he doesn't stand a chance. Facts, <laughs> dude. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's that's the best thing that you can really have in actuality. It's, it's easier having said that than fighting done. front. Yeah. It's, it's much, it's, it's, <laughs> but when it, you have it's it, much easier. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you find yeah. yourself in that kind of position, you got, you've got to hold on to it, man. Cause there are not many people in this world right now. That'll be that, you know, God places those people into your life for a reason, a specific time. You know, you just need, you just, you need to hold on to it. You just do. And like, it's like, like Sean is saying, you know, whenever you go into battle and you have all those people, you know, it's like a special operations team. It's like a spec ops team, like the Navy SEALs or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, it's, yeah. you know, everybody has their strength and weaknesses. Everybody on that team has their purpose. Everybody knows what their purpose is. They know what they're good at. They know what they're bad at. And they all play to each other's teams or to each other's strengths. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to have it with an enemy that's so crafty. You just have to. You you can fight independently, but teamwork always prevails over independence, man. You can sit there and look at an enemy of six hundred people, and be just you yourself. And you're like, yeah, I think I got all of them. I get all of them. Drop drop a nuclear bomb right here. It's like, yeah, you may get all six hundred nuclear bomb, but you can get yourself too. Yeah, you're not gonna make it through that. And if you fight them head on, you're not gonna win that. Yeah. You know, if it's you and five people, I'm not saying that five v six hundred is a great odds but i mean hey, looking at the 300 special, versus the million persians right you're exactly I, I, that's what i'm saying like there are several times in history where you were vastly outnumbered or so it seems but whenever you have a team of highly skilled individuals that know what they're good and bad at yep. and you fill in those gaps you are way more lethal than you realize yep so yeah, absolutely dude that, that was a great point <laughs> What also like, and I've actually seen it like kind of memed and stuff a lot since then, but it's actually from like this other, and I forget the guy's name, he's some pastor in like the early 50s or 60s. Yeah. And also in the book I was mentioning by Stephen Mansfield, he says, you know, out of all the miracles Jesus performed in, in, in the Bible and in, in his life and his ministry, the 
wildest, craziest, most unbelievable miracle he ever performed was finding 12 friends at the age of 30. <laughs> like, isn't, that, isn't that impossible right he said yeah i'm a good carpenter i'm good i'm good at my job but yeah. uh I'm gonna make some friends well, that's another I'm thing too is he was a photos. carpenter he was a builder he like built yeah. things he like did a job you know he was a, like he yep. was the ultimate man's man as much guy. as the american church likes to make him like weak and cowardly and like feminine jesus was like a real man's man and he surrounded himself with men men's men you know fishers yep. and tradesmen like his life, when you really start, like, take a, like you were saying, like, that perspective, like, that thousand-foot view perspective, yep. he was, like, the ultimate man. He was a man who worked with his hands. <laughs> he found friends that were, like, builders and craftsmen and fishermen. Like, they were men doing masculine things, you know? Right. And that is, again, that's, like, funny. It's a funny joke. Like, oh, find 12 friends at the age of 30. Because it is difficult. Like, it is tough for, like, grown men to, like, it's hard. find new friends. It really is like kind of men. He says in the book, like we kind of just like make friends in high school or in college, like in our frats or whatever. And those are just like kind of our friends forever. And when they move away, it's like, ah, oh, I just, now I don't have as many friends in my life. It is tough for men to like go out and branch out and like find new friends. But like you were saying earlier, it's like, that's because we kind of have this mentality of like, we show up and we meet someone and we're like, ah, I was, I wasn't feeling it. Right. He was awkward about one thing. Or, oh, I, we have different sports right. teams, so I don't think I can be his friend. You know, we tend to, like, like, find yeah. the worst of the situation and then just, like, throw it all away. Instead of just being like, dude, whatever. Like, we're Christians. We're brothers. Let's let our differences yep. be aside. Let's, yeah, we had a few awkward interactions at first, but let's, like, hear each other out. There's probably more to our stories. We probably have a lot more in common than the few disagreements we've had in our early interactions. And when you kind of have that mentality, man, I've I've noticed in my life a big change of like people who I got first impression. I'm like, ah, just do this guy's so not like me. <laughs> right. His interests yeah. are not like yeah. me. His job is totally different. His life story is totally different. But he's a Christian. And I guess I should hear him out. And then when I do, right. I do like I have become really close, tight friends with these guys. Again, guys right. in our group who like. I'm now willing to go to battle with and for these guys who if yep. I would have just give, gave into that, like, eh, I don't know. I don't really like him. Yeah, right. he, he weirded me out the first time <laughs> I met him or something, you know, but it's like that. It's like, dude, at the end of the day, do you love and serve, love and serve Christ, your Lord and savior? Yeah. All right. We're on the same team then, you know, yep. let's push past whatever is like different about us and find all that common ground and fight against a common enemy together. Right. Look, Sean, I, look, hey, I know whenever you first met me, you said, oh, this guy does cybersecurity. He's probably got to be the really reclusive <laughs> at home dude with the hoodie on. He's a nerd. He's a weirdo. He's, a, he's, he's a, a weirdo. I don't ever want to talk to this guy. I don't want to th- he might hack me. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> he, may, he may take my information. <laughs> I can't ever talk to this guy. He, he may be my FBI agent. <laughs> um, no, no I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But um, yeah, it, it is true. It, it is true, though. You know, one of the things that a skill set that's good to have in your in your back pocket is optimism. You know, oh, yeah. you can never yeah. be too optimistic. I mean, honestly, I, I'd love to say some people are like, yeah, you can be too optimistic. And it's like, honestly, no, you really can't. You know, positivity is the biggest superpower we have in a world full of so many negative things, you know? 
I mean, there's a difference in optimism and being real. I mean, you got to be real with yourself, but be optimistic when you, when you can, (laughs) you know, meeting new friends and not going into it with a negative mindset of like, you just like you were saying, you know, somebody who doesn't really match up to the same standards as me or isn't the same social class as me or isn't the same, whatever it may be, same in some countries, same color as me, you know, Um, because that does still exist in, uh, in, in, in uh, other places. And you just got to push all that to the side and know that just because you're doing that, don't expect somebody else to do that. You're doing this for you, not for them. You're doing this to grow your connection closer with God, not to grow your connection closer with them. Although you do need to get closer to them if they're that quality person that should be there. Right. You know, that's just like forgiveness hands in hand or or hand in hand goes, you know, forgiveness is not, for the other person you do it for you because once you can forgive other people for things god then forgives you he doesn't say they have to forgive you back but once you can forgive them it's a one-way ticket there and if you don't do that you're not going to be getting forgiven from god he won't be giving you any forgiveness if you're not giving it out so it's I don't even know how I got forgiveness from that, but it kind of worked. No, it <laughs> it kind of worked, it's I guess. It's so important. It's so, I harp um, on it a lot. Yeah. Dude. It's, and that as a guy, that's hard. That's hard. It's hard for men to do. It's hard to say, you know, I know that that dude did me so wrong. I know that yeah. he did this thing. Like, why would he do that? And it's like, you know what? Understand that's in the past. That's not now. That's not going any further forward. What is that? What benefit do you get from holding on to that? You get nothing. It's ever just anger and rage, which takes yeah. you nowhere. Right. It leads you down a bad path. Let it go, man. Just be, just be groovy. Just be vibing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just fight, fight evil with love. That's right. Don't fight evil kindness. with evil. Yeah. And don't yeah, let it destroy like, you. Don't let what other people do destroy you. You can choose to react to it. Positive. Yep. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, yeah, talk about forgiveness a lot, man. Yeah, forgiveness is. It really was what set me free too, was forgiving my parents, forgiving the people that have like done me wrong, you know, people that like, yeah. I, I don't even know, you know, just people like, like people that I watched or listened to that like, I was like obsessing over and like building my life and values around. And then I found out like they're frauds. You're like, <laughs> they're wait a minute. Grifters, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's like, dude, right. you just gotta let go of that resentment <laughs> for that. Like they don't even know you. You don't have to go to them in person and forgive them. But like, in your nope. heart like you have to let go of that like resentment and anger because I mean, right. they don't care they don't even know who you are but you're destroying yourself by holding on to that you know Amen. just let it go like forgive them lord they know not what they do you know and the phrase the paraphrase is like love them anyways luke 23 like just jesus is on the cross looking at the people who are like i mean doing the most unimaginable form of torture and death and he sits there and he goes love them anyways forgive them anyways and we are like oh but this guy made me feel bad (laughs) this guy made me look bad in front of other people or this guy stole some of my stuff you know it's like yeah i think if if uh (laughs) you're like i mean if christ could forgive like the worst heinous crimes ever imaginable happening to him in the moment i think we can forgive these people in our lives our modern cultural american right comfortable lives you know you're like everything's gonna be okay yeah nothing nothing bad's gonna happen what i always say too i always recommend i always recommend forgiving parents first 
Because I just truly, this isn't biblical. This is like my opinion, my theory. But I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think people are able to forgive others until they're able to forgive their own parents. And it's hard. It sometimes it seems like, yeah, dude, of course I forgive my parents. Oh, you know, my parents are great. Sometimes it's like, yeah, my dad did heinous, horrendous things to me, and I think he's beyond forgiveness. Like, that's why you need to forgive him. Because yep. you're harboring all of this trauma and pain inside of you because of what he did. And what you need to do is, like, let that go. It doesn't mean forget him, forget about it, it even happened, you know, erase the memory of it or whatever. But just let go right. of, like, your reaction to it. And stop letting whatever happened control you. Whether it be some really heinous thing or just, like, a bunch of little things that added up, you know. Like, right. my dad was a pretty good guy, but, like, you know, it was just a lot of little things. Like, he just wasn't great. He wasn't the best dad. But he tried. He tried. He failed. I get it. But at the end of the day, like, I need to go and forgive him for it. I need to let go of that resentment and anger I have for him. And it just totally freed me. And it didn't matter his yeah. response. Whether, whether he was to get angry or thank you, son, or I've been waiting for this or how dare you. Whatever the reaction is doesn't matter. It's about your soul releasing that letting go of that right. and getting on with like a more blessed, prosperous life going forward, you know, more peaceful yeah, walk going forward. And I think when you can do that with your parents, then when your neighbor, <laughs> when your, your brother in Christ, you know, <laughs> harms you, I think it's that you're actually able to like go forgive them. If you can't forgive yep. your mom and your dad, like, I don't think you're going to forgive just some random stranger, your neighbor, some guy down the street, some guy on the TV screen, like, I just don't think that it's going to be easy. I'm not going to sit here and say it's like impossible, but I just really don't think it's likely or easy to uh, be able to forgive others if you can't forgive your own father or mother. So I always advise people to start with that. Yeah, man. Dude. That's, that's yeah. Forgiveness is the basis. It's the basis yeah. of so much. It really you know, a lot of things, a lot of things start at that kind of familial level. Usually it's relationship with parents or siblings or something. Yeah. That's, you know, a lot of that is where a lot of the trauma kind of happens. That's where a lot of people harbor that kind of anger or unforgiveness towards somebody. And a lot of times it'll leak out into other areas of your life. Now I can't, I can't speak to that one personally because, you know, mine, my, my, uh, my dark times reside somewhere else. Um, but I mean, even similar story there, you know, it was freeing whenever I was actually able to release that. Yeah. And just the, the point whenever you can release it and be like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. We're good. Getting your power Like, back. you know, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I know you did me wrong, but there's, it's, it's, it's empowering. Like it, it, it fills you with like a sense of like power of like, I've got power over this situation. Like I, I can move on like we can move on from this it doesn't mean you have to but i am because this is not worth my energy yeah so yeah man sean dude that, that's an incredible thing when you're able to do that dude like much much respect to you and it, it's such a that's such a big leap of faith that people have to take whenever it comes to this stuff yeah. uh, in order to actually see the fruit that that can bear um, because whenever you haven't done it or you haven't been to that point you know you don't realize what there is to gain until you do it. And then you're like, oh, wow, this feels, 
it was kind of nice. I don't have to worry about that. I'm not really worried about this anymore. I got other thing. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. And in some cases, it can restore a relationship for some people. Yeah. So, you know, that's an awesome story. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true, man. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You have any more questions? Man, I have a bunch of questions we don't have time for. So um, we're going to have to have you back on soon. Point. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have to do this again at some point, man. We, we actually, actually hit on the questions, not just Yeah, we actually got to do the questions yeah. this time. <laughs> so I asked you, I was like, do we have questions we're going to go yeah. for? Or we just going to talk? You're like, I have questions. So we can just talk. And I was oh, like, it's okay. been two hours of just an awesome conversation. I forgot that there was right. actual. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but that's, sometimes those are the best conversations, honestly, man. They really but, are. Um, do you, before we, I have a few more, I, have, I do have a final, final yeah. question for you, but Let's before, do, do you have any questions for me? Real Dude, quick. we've had such good conversation. Yeah. I don't even know what questions <laughs> I would really have to ask. Yeah. We, we've been right. crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right on. Yeah. Do you want to like, please just give out like your plugs or any shout outs you want to give where people can find and follow all your stuff and. Man, I wish I had the soundbite loaded up on my soundboard. Because oh, no. <laughs> um, you have a honestly, link. It wasn't wanna... a link tree. It was something else, right? I don't have it written down. but It was beacons. Beacons. Beacon.ai. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and that like kind of, I have a, it's like a link tree, right? Where it sends you to all the links that you have. Yeah. It sends me, it sends me to all, all, it'll send you to all the stuff that I have. So I, I guess I can, I'll shoot that to you or I guess you can grab it off my Instagram, either one. Yeah. Let me see. I'm um, trying to look it up. And so it's at, okay. at officially Willie P is, yes, is Instagram. So follow him there for sure. It's, it's yeah. W- beacons.ai slash officially Willie P. Yeah. Right? Pretty simple. W L O F F I C I A L L Y W I L L I P like will I P and, and here's, here's, here's the weirdest part is that my beacons AI is actually different, differently spelled from my username. And I need to change, I'm going to change that. Because my username has a Y instead of an I. Yeah, that's an issue. Or is that on purpose, Ooh. you hacker genius? Oh, maybe <laughs> is there some weird cryptic reason why that's? <laughs> I'm going to push okay. doubt. I'm going to put push X to doubt that that was a mistake. I think there's some cryptic, super hey, there's some cryptic why. stuff happening. <laughs> okay, I think it should be changed now. Yeah. Is it? Is it changed? My account still shows that there's a Y in my name. <laughs> oh well, we'll we'll see if it's changed here in a minute. Yeah, there it is. Uh, okay, it's changed. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it's officially Willie P. I, I've been trying to upload some more stuff to my account. If you want the most active content that we actually push out as far as this stuff goes, I do upload things on my page and I upload a bunch of other small, random, fun little videos. But check out Small Talk Sunday, uh, Small Talk Sunday on Instagram. But also you can find it in my bio, I'm on my account, and there you can find some quick little tidbits, some reels, some other things that. Yeah. you may be able to learn from maybe you want to share with your friends and family maybe you're like man these guys have no idea what they're talking about you know what <laughs> let us know we'd love to talk about it <laughs> um but yeah guys uh that's those are my things yeah awesome yeah man thanks for coming on yeah the last question is let's do it did you have a fun time tonight I hated every second. It's <laughs> usually what I get. Yeah, it's usually what you get. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, I enjoyed the conversation, man. I'm, I find it, you know, 
you know it's a good conversation with somebody when you kind of get lost in conversation like like yeah. you said earlier yeah. whenever asking you about the questions you're like we still have we almost <laughs> talked about none of the questions i have two tonight. pages of questions right. we did not even tackle one of them yeah. we kind of were touching on stuff you know that i have yeah. to bring up topics and stuff but, we didn't, but yeah we didn't directly address <laughs> the question so that's what i'm saying though it's like yeah i enjoyed it dude i i can talk yeah. way too much and sometimes too much so anytime that i get a chance like this i just I cherish this time especially with you sean and, and whoever else i may be talking with you know because not only is it that i get to enjoy and experience the conversation with you but we're actually bringing this to other people who aren't here, here in this conversation if we were to do this in person, right? This is a different yep. kind of platform of sharing this to other people, to sharing the word out there, letting people know, hey, God is good, God is real, God is here. We are good people, we are here, we do exist. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's something I'm passionate about. And I, I, if you had told me three years ago, whenever I was doing all my cybersecurity streaming, because I've done that for about three to four years now, um, that I'd be sitting here doing this. I'd be like, there's no way, there's no way I'd be doing this. And here I am like yeah. as passionate and fired up as possible about it. I'm like, let's keep it going. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Sean, dude, I really enjoyed it. I look forward to the next time we come back on because I awesome. know that we're going to have fire conversation. Again. So <laughs> again, dude, I got, yeah. I've got to, I've got to have you on small talk Sunday at some point, man. I've got to have you on there. Yeah. I'm, uh, down. I'm always down. Yeah, man. Th thank you again for the invite. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man.